The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast on the Nick and Roy channel. Subscribe and share. What was the wingspan of the largest bird to ever exist on planet Earth? You won't believe where Invisible Ink came from. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And we go out of our way to scour the internet for information you really don't need, or do you? So join us this week as we talk about history, look at some inventions, open up the mailbag, a little science, and a little bit of sex on this episode. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. By listening once a week, you get smarter than you think. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. Nick, did you say there's going to be a little bit of sex on this show? That's what I said. said? That's what I said. (laughs) Okay. I wasn't informed that that was going to (laughs) happen. So hold on. Let me tell the people, thank you for listening to another episode of the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Yes, later on in the show, we will be having a little bit of Save sex. But in the meantime, let's go back in time. Today is history. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man. What happens tomorrow is history. Here's another shot. Anderson right in. He's gone. A swing and a belt, left field, way back, Blue Jays win it! The Blue Jays are World Series champions! I guess every day is uh, history. Yeah! We have Piatre de Rosier was the first person to ever fly a balloon in 1783. He mm. tried to combine two early methods of ballooning, hot air and hydrogen air, heated by an open flame. Which, of course, as you know, was highly combustible. Now, if you're thinking, wait a minute, why wasn't he using helium? Well, it's because <laughs> helium wasn't invented until or discovered until 1868. On June 15th, however, Mr. De Rosier attempted to float across the English Channel using a hybrid balloon. The flame that he used found the hydrogen, and 15 minutes later, De Rosier's ballooning career ended. He came crashing wow. down 3,000 feet, and he will go down in history as being the first person ever to ascend in a balloon and the first person to die in one. Oh, my God, the poor guy. But he was a fool. Yes, he was. <laughs> it was full of hot air. So when you kids out there say, I want a balloon, I want a balloon, just think about that poor guy. Yes. Listen, this freaked me out, Okay. There is a giant mushroom in Oregon's Mauer National Forest. Its root system, get ready, get ready for this. Its root system covers 2,000, 
200 acres, okay, it's like four stories high. It's, it's, it's the largest living organism on the planet. It's, it looks like a big house. That's how big, I mean, literally, it's four stories high. It's bigger than most houses that people live in, okay? And it's a mushroom. And it looks just like this massive mushroom. And there's like little itty-bitty people all around it. It's kind of scary. It looks like Gulliver's Travels or something. Were they fun guys? (laughs) So here's my teaser. Invisible Ink. The first head of Britain's Secret Service was a little eccentric. Mm. His department discovered under his leadership this particular substance makes excellent invisible ink. No one knows exactly which one of his British agents from his team discovered this, but the guy's name that they think came up with invisible ink was Captain Sir Mansfield Cumming. And his agents lived by his motto, every man has his own stylo. The truth is, British spies were searching for the perfect invisible ink during World War I and thought natural fluids were ideal. The substance? They're semen. All right, that's enough. (laughs) That's enough! The major issue with using the semen to write the letters, the smell eventually became very distinctive, so they couldn't use it. Okay, no, it's getting worse. And the guy's name was Major Cummings. Okay. (laughs) No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Coming, not plural, is just one. Okay, that's enough now. I don't want to hear about it. Now I'll never look at a blank piece of paper the same. All right, I saw your teaser, and I'll raise you my teaser. The largest bird ever to exist had a wingspan of almost 20 feet. Whoa. Okay. An average bedroom in a house is like 14 feet. Okay. This is a 20-foot wingspan. It lived over 60 million years ago, thank the Lord. Okay? Because think about it. If that bird was still flying around, that balloon guy would have been down even faster. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Hey, strawberry lemonade, anyone? Pete Conklin. Now, I don't know if... Do you have uh, Conklin uh, amusement parks down there? The guy's name is Cummings. Now you're talking about Cockland. What the hell is going on here? Cockland. C-O-N... K-L-I-N. He was oh. a lemonade vendor for the circus uh-huh. in the 1850s. On a hot day, of course, he was doing such amazing business as his patrons were really thirsty. He ran out of lemonade. He had to make a batch in a hurry. So he used a bucket of water from a nearby tent because he needed to make a fresh batch of lemonade. But when he poured the first glass of lemonade, it was pink. Thinking quickly on his feet, Conklin called it strawberry lemonade. What made it pink, you ask? Did you ask that? Why is it pink? Yes, yes, I did. Conklin grabbed a bucket of water from the nearby tent where a performer's red tights were soaking. Oh, no. This is getting worse. I I would hope the upper portion of the tights. All right. In Spain, they used to have... This is a great one. I love this one. In Spain, they had a torture. It was called the Spanish donkey. Okay. I've heard of donkey punch. Donkey punch, which is a sexual thing, but I've never heard of the Spanish donkey. Now, I've seen some Spanish donkey films in my time from down in Tijuana, but that's a, another story. <laughs> okay. The Spanish donkey. Spanish ass. 
Yeah, they shaped so. No, okay. The victims would have to straddle this plank of wood that was suspended up in the air, and they usually had like a donkey head on it. Okay. And they'd make them straddle this piece of wood. Okay. And usually men. And then they would attach these heavy weights to their ankles, and they keep adding heavy weights until it was a real. A uh, ball crusher, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The old wow. Spanish donkey. Who is the ass now? I guess every day is uh, history. Yeah. On the Totally Useless Information yeah. Podcast, thank you for joining us week after week. Of course, you can always email us, tuipodcast at outlook.com. Now, someone was asking us, do you know where that came from? Do you know that particular invention where it came from? Well, guess what? We came up with this invention, a topic on inventions. Innovation. Ideas. The Totally Useless Information Podcast presents Inventions. You know, in 1991, a man named Paul Brown invented and patented the upside down squeeze bottle. You've seen the uh, upside down squeeze bottles. They have mayonnaise and mostly ketchup, the Heinz ketchup upside down bottle. You yeah. flip the lid on it and you just squeeze it out. Well, he invented it in 1991 and uh, he sold it to a lot of places that did even shampoos and things like that. And he decided, Paul decided, you know, first foray into inventing something. In 1995, he sold the company for $14 million. Lucky Paul. <laughs> That's upside down. My goodness. In 1974, Gerber, you know Gerber, the, the makers of baby food? Nah. What the hell was that? Was that like the Spanish donkey? Like a baby. That was a baby. Like, nah, I'm not eating that. Here comes the airplane, you little bastard. <laughs> did you do that with your son when you fed him when you were trying to feed him i didn't call him a little bastard but you know no but here comes the <laughs> maybe airplane the neighbor, maybe the neighbor's kid i didn't like them too much gerber came up with this food product called gerber singles in 1974 it was food and glass jars targeted for college students and adults living on their own for the first time according to the business insider gerber believed that there was a market for single serving ready-to-eat foods, this is 1974, similar to their ready-made baby food, hoping that college students and other adults would purchase such foods as long as they were not labeled baby food. So Gerber developed their singles product. The fatal flaw and the reason why it flopped is because the packages of meat mush didn't exactly scream cool to the young singles. Besides, oh calling it singles didn't help those people who lived alone and ate the food. It flopped. Yeah, it made them feel bad. In 1980, there was a cool bar in Manhattan called Gerber's. There were lots of singles there. <laughs> Alfred Fielding and yes. Mark Chavon yes. were trying to develop 3D plastic wallpaper. They wanted wallpaper that had a like almost like uh, perspective uh, perception to it, like uh, you know, like it it was it had depth. You know, so they were trying to in invent 3D wallpaper, and they accidentally invented something else. Bubble wrap. 
No. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Alfred Fielding and Mark Chavon, they actually invented bubble wrap by mistake, thinking they were they were inventing this new 3D wallpaper. Wow. wow. That's pretty cool. Hey, Sailor. In 1975, Captain Crunch had a spinoff serial that featured a pink box with Harry S. Hippo in a sailor suit. Mm-hmm. This hippo in the sailor suit was making goo-goo eyes at Captain Crunch. What? Yes. In this picture, the pink box. A happy cereal? A happy hippo with a sailor suit. Many chain store owners perceived the hippo as being gay and refused to carry the cereal. What? Yep. That's, that's insane. The cereal flopped. And that makes me wonder, is that where they came up with Fruit Loops? <laughs> <laughs> Fruit yeah. Loops. That's where Fruit Loops came. Yes, there you go. God. That's crazy, though. See how people get crazy? Yep. Paul Winchell, he's another crazy man. No, Paul Winchell invented the first mechanical artificial heart. This is a, this is a cool guy here, Paul Winchell. He's inventing... The first artificial heart. But Paul also did something else on the side. He was the voice of Tigger on Winnie the Pooh cartoons and Gagamel from the Smurfs. So this guy who invented the artificial heart did voiceovers for cartoons. No wonder there's so many people having heart attacks out there. <laughs> well, hang on. For those of you who, who've forgotten, here are a couple of samples of Paul Winchell's work. Well, Smurf, did you spill your treasure? What treasure? I, I was just dumping some old rocks. Old rocks? Tell me, Smurf, uh, are there more of these old rocks? Oh, the wonderful things about triggers is to the wonderful things. The tops are made of the rubber, the bottoms are made of the spring. But the most wonderful things about triggers is I'm the only one. Woo-hoo-hoo! There you go. So, that was your last one, right? Mm-hmm. An adventure? Yes. Okay. Well, I have one that's going to, this is like the headliner of the inventions this week. Okay, ready? Shreddies. Not the cereal. Shreddies. Have you heard of Shreddies before? No. This is going to help millions and millions of peoples on the planet. Hmm. Invented by Buck Weimer for a U.S. underwear manufacturer, Shreddies claimed to neutralize the smell of flatulence. The filter... Hmm. The filter, okay, to filter the flagellant's effects, the underwear's airtight fabric is sealed with elastic around the waistband and legs. If you what? want to buy, yes. If you want, now, is how this, does it work? Hold on, wait a minute. Nick, I'll tell you how this, it works. What, what? Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, is this how the guy found out about the balloon? <laughs> <laughs> he blew his pants up and floated away. No, no. It would have been helpful. How does it work? Well, Shreddy's flatulence filtering garments feature an activated carbon back panel and absorbs mm. all of the flatulence odors. Due to its highly porous nature, the odors become trapped and neutralized by the cloth, which is then reactivated by simply washing the garment. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you want to buy a pair, or perhaps a pair for your significant stinky other, you can visit their store, myshreddies.com. And because no. I like to be, yes, myshreddies.com, and because I'm thorough with my, with my research. 
a men's five pack is $145 US. Really? I got news for them. I got a much easier scenario. Exactly. You get a 10 foot pole, you hook a plastic tube to it, stick it up the poop chute, and hold the pole up 10 feet in the air. <laughs> You're you're contributing to global warming. Hang on. The only the only person the only thing that's gonna get affected are low flying birds and the guy in the balloon. <laughs> Canadian is two hundred and nine dollars for the men's five pack. Now, if you want something for your loved one, <laughs> there's a women's five pack as well for seventy eight dollars US for fifty four twenty five Canadian. Now, I don't think my wife, my wife has never farted. Now, hold on. <laughs> there are some testimonials, because if, if you're wondering if this works, there's some testimonials. Thank you for creating a product. <laughs> Thank you for creating a product that changed my life. I can now work indoors. <laughs> I can now work indoors without fear. It has made a remarkable improvement in my social and personal life. This is from Heather. Heather. <laughs> the USA. That's a great thing. <laughs> and from, uh, this is anonymous, and I guess I can understand why. I wish to thank you. This product changed my life. Mm. It doesn't matter what I eat. The gas is so bad, and the smell has driven my husband from our room at night. <laughs> These underwear have given me back my life. I no longer have extreme anxiety about having to pass gas while in the midst of social situations. I'm yeah. a nurse. I'm a nurse. Oh, great. I would almost have panic attacks when stuck in the patient's room too long. This is oh. no longer a problem. Thank you so much for inventing and designing these underwear. They have really changed my life. She walked in the room. She's a nurse. And she said, hi, how are you? And then she had her little attack. Next thing you know, the woman turned around in the bed and looked, and she was about like a well, she went from a size six to a size twelve. <laughs> <laughs> All the clothes are blown up, ready to go. Boom. Spicereadies.com. <laughs> Innovation, ideas, inventions. I needed the pens. Uh, Tui podcast at outlook.com is where you can find out more information for your dignity. One of my favorite subjects in school, and I know it was yours when we went to high school in the Bronx, it's science. We're doing sex? We're doing sex? No. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. A equals nothing. It's science, science, science. Well, that uh, was my favorite subject, though. My favorite subject in school was sex. It was, absolutely. You practiced every day. I was so, going to say, most of it, most of it I, I pretty much handled alone, but sometimes there was, okay, go, go, go on. Energy cannot be destroyed or created, only transformed. The first law of thermodynamics, also known as the law of conservation of energy, states that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Energy can only be transferred or changed from one form to another. For example, turning on a light would seem to produce energy, however... It is electrical energy that is converted. Cool. Scientists have created and developed a microparticle filled with oxygen that can be injected into the bloodstream so that you can live without breathing. They're microparticles filled with oxygen. So just think about that. We could go to, let's say, Mars 
and inject ourselves and then walk out of the spaceship and our bodies would be breathing without us having to breathe. Amazing. Kind of like what people do when they're standing around somebody that's wearing a pair of shreddies. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't breathe. It takes my breath away. Uh, the Bombardier beetle. This is a species of beetle that shoots a boiling hot chemical. He shoots it at his enemies by mixing hydroquinine and hydrogen peroxide together. And this amazing Bombardier beetle stores this concoction in its abdomen until it's needed. It literally farts fire at you. Okay. They live on every continent except... Throw a pair of shreddies, Nick. Throw a pair of shreddies on that. It's a hot, boiling hot chemical mixture of hydroquinine and hydrogen peroxide. It lives on every continent except Antarctica. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. You throw a pair of shreddies on that one, and all he's got to do is fart one time he burn his own ass off. Yeah, I, we should get, we should call them up and say, you know, we're we're looking to test them out. You know, I'll make a big nice pot of pea soup and then boom. <laughs> we, don't, we don't believe you. If it can withstand my pea soup, uh-huh. then they got my they got my hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, so the oldest known creature, and this will tell you about scientists. Okay, the oldest known creature that lived the longest on record, is 507 years. And you say, what the hell lived 507 years? It was a mollusk clam. The mollusk clam was 507 years old. Scientists found it, they tested it, and they said, this is the oldest living creature on the planet. And then mistakenly, by testing it, killed it. (laughs) So so there you go. There are many people who said that their websites that had this home remedy to cure hemorrhoids. It involved inserting a frozen potato <laughs> okay, up the old poop chute. Okay. No! no! Many medical professionals are emphasizing that this will not help. I repeat, it will not help. No. Dr. Diana Gall said that there's no medical evidence that putting frozen potatoes, frozen potatoes inside the old poop chute, she called it something else, but I'll just say that, can help cure the piles. So the doctor says, I would urge caution to anyone thinking of doing it. Also noting that those suffering from the condition can attempt to treat it from home in many ways. Not this one. Hey, okay. I got one for you. One day on Venus, one single day. So if you said, you know, it'd be nice to spend a day on Venus, you'd be making a big mistake because it actually is like 370 Earth days, one day on Venus. It's more than a year is one day. Weekly rates available. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. A equals nothing. It's science, science, science. Hey, look what I found. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? Aurora from Seattle. And Aurora says, she says, 
that I offend her every time I use the term tree hugging hippie. She says that it offends her because she considers herself a tree hugging hippie. Oh. Well, two th- two things, Aurora. How come you can say it and I can't? Okay. <laughs> you called yourself a tree hugging hugging hippie. Yeah, she said all kinds of things that were that we we you need to, to take one. the environment more seriously, and I agree with that. And she said that all cars should be outlawed because they're emitting carbon monoxide and so on and so on and and so basically what i said to her is that um if you eliminated and she said oh by the way she said too that that we should all have electric cars okay because of the the millions of cars around the world that are killing us well aurora i did some research and found something out number one how many cars there are on the planet get ready there's over a billion a billion cars and trucks on this planet did you hear that one billion and guess get get this straight now even with a billion cars okay we are producing less pollution and carbon monoxide than we were in the late 18 and early 1900s with the industrial revolution so with all of those cars aurora we're producing less pollution because of what we've done with these cars too. I mean, they're, 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 they're so much more efficient. So tree hugging hippies, there's 1 billion cars and still less pollution. Tree hugging hippies. Thank you so much. Aurora. I thank you so much. And, and no, no really you, 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 you are a good person uh, looking out for the environment. So she calls herself a tree hugging hippie. It takes one to no one. Bill from divine Texas. Hello, divine Texas. Mm. Thank you for listening. Whether the expression, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. Now, usually they use it in, in uh, sports uh, as a sports metaphor, but it means that one should not presume to know the outcome of an event that's still in progress. It was a German opera where the leading lady's farewell scene lasts almost 20 minutes, and she's singing away. She was probably stabbed within the first, like, two minutes, and she dies for, like, 20 minutes singing this aria. And it leads directly to the finale of the whole ring cycle, which is basically the end of the world. And in a very significant way, she then finally sings her last note, and then she dies. Cool. And then it's all over. That's cool. When the fat lady sings. So once again, if you want uh, a question answered by us here on the Totally Useless Information Podcast, the email address is tuipodcast at outlook.com. Oh, yeah. Let's dim the lights right now. Let's light a candle. Light the incense. Hold on, I'm I'm trying to set a scene here. Light, the, light, light the incense. Did you say? Lower the. Did you the, say the incense? Lights in the room. A little music playing in the background <laughs> and peppermint. Oh yeah, all about sex. Oh, wow. On the Totally Useless Information Podcast. In the meantime, for those lawyers out there, just in case you're wondering, we need to play this for legal reasons. The following segment of the Totally Useless Information Podcast may be too sultry and too sexy for some listeners. To the rest of you, please keep your hands where we can see them. Nick and Roy are not responsible for any monkey business as a result of this segment. 
female chimpanzee, in a fit of passion, when she really gets it going, has the strength wow. equivalent to six men. The female chimpanzee, in a fit of passion, has the strength of six wow. men. She ain't fooling Holy around. Macro. Well, she is. Well, but let's talk strong. semen. <laughs> and I'm not talking about sailors. It's the Latin word for seed, semen. Ejaculation. <laughs> you thought you were the only one that could get people uncomfortable, right? Ejaculation produces one to two teaspoons of semen. Yep. The typical man will produce 14 gallons or a half a trillion sperm in a lifetime. In case you need invisible ink. Um, so I'm going to count to seven, okay? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. In those seven seconds, 49 Viagra tablets were sold. Okay? Wow. There are seven Viagra tablets sold every second. I read this article, and I got this piece of information out of it, and it explained everything to me. People who sleep on their stomach with their arms above their head have more sexual dreams, and that explains it all. I actually called Heidi Klum up. Professor Beverly Whipple coined the expression G-spot because no. the original name was called the Whipple Tickle. The G-spot, yeah, the G-spot, when it was discovered, was nearly called the Whipple Tickle because the professor, Professor mm -hmm. Beverly Whipple, is the one who came up with the, the uh, research. But she coined G-spot. Thank goodness. <laughs> okay, according to one study, now this one I loved. According to one study, Spain, Brazil, and Italy produce the best lovers. The worst lovers were Germans. Most women in the survey said they were smelly. Ha <laughs> ha, you Germans. Okay, and the English, most women said, were lazy. Okay, and the Swedes finish too quickly. I wonder what the people from Finland what was that problem? But now, now, one of the things that got me a little pissed about the survey is they were just asking the women. Now, I would like these German guys to turn around. I want to know what their feedback was. It'd be like, uh, and, and I was trying to get down funky, and the woman kept smelling me. <laughs> you know, what the English guy say? The English guy was like, listen, this is going on a long time. I really want to get back to my uh, soccer game over here. <laughs> Football. That's all the time that we have for this episode of Totally Useless Information Podcast. We'll have more for you next time. So in the meantime, remember to listen, like us, share us, and tell a friend about the trend. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>